Well, we're still here, so let's talk about it. You know, I think I've said on here before that I am not much of a TV watcher, but I think I have to change that because I watched a lot of TV this last weekend. My husband was gone all weekend from Thursday to Sunday for a conference. My daughter was working really hard to finish some commissions so that she could get them to her clients in time for Christmas. That left me and our new kitten. I don't know if I've talked about my new kitten. That might be an episode in itself. (laughs) The amount of love that precious life has brought into our home is pretty nice. And because we just had her spayed, she's spending a lot of time on my lap as she recovers. Not normally something that I have a lot of patience for because I have things to do. But it was raining. It actually snowed one of the days. So I spent a lot of time just sitting. If I read a book, I fall asleep. And so I can only read small amounts at a time. There was the remote sitting right there. So I started looking through and trying to find something to watch. And I thought, maybe there's something I can binge watch or a movie or something. I was actually thinking back-to-back Christmas movies. But I happened to be scrolling through. And for whatever reason, this show called First Wives Club popped up. And so it is based on a book, I believe. And there's there was a movie made of it. It had... Um, Oh, goodness, not, um, oh, who was it? Was it Bette Midler, I think, was one of them? I don't remember. I might look it up and put it in the show notes, though. Regardless of that, there was a series that came after that, and it was African-American women, all professional women, who had, for whatever reason, no longer been married. And it was just talking about they're the first wives, and kind of the trials that they go through, trying to figure out how to live their life away from their husband. It was three seasons, but the third season was such a poignant season. I saw three of the last episodes, and actually I emailed myself, you have to talk about this. So at the very end of season two, a wedding was supposed to take place. The two most important guests to the bride couldn't make it. The phone rang. The guy answered the phone. Not the groom, but the bridesmaid's husband. And he found out some devastating news. The wife of that couple who was trying to make it had actually died. And so that was the end of season two. Season three picked up, and it was... you know, just a continuation of the story of these three women who had been together since college, now in their professional lives with children and, you know, varying stages of age groups, but they had remained friends all the time. To have lost that third of the threesome obviously was very devastating. There wasn't a lot of talk, episodes one through eight, that were as touching, but in episode, I'm sorry, there was, in episode three, there was something that happened, but darn it if I can remember, and I didn't have a chance to go back through episode three, so I'm going to focus on episode nine, because episode nine had two really poignant moments 
in the episode. Actually, it may have been episode eight now that I'm thinking about it. Well, nonetheless, if, you, if you're going to go look for it, season three, all three seasons were pretty good. And I mean, I sat through them for a whole weekend, so <laughs> it was good enough to keep me watching. They were having a memorial for the woman who had died. The husband was supposed to go up and make a eulogy following the woman's mother. The husband goes up and he starts to talk and, you know, be somber and all of that. And he goes, F you, Ari. And of course, the entire church is gasping of what in the world did this man just say? How dare he? And he says, F you, you left me. And I'm angry about that. And then he said, and I'm angry at myself for whatever it was. I can't remember. He said he was angry about. And then somebody else stood up and said, yeah, F you, Ari. I'm angry because of blah, blah, blah. And then she said, and I'm angry at myself because of blah, blah, blah. And then someone else stood up and someone else stood up. And pretty soon people were saying, I'm angry that she is gone. She was taken from us by surprise, immediately, without warning. I'm mad at that. And I'm mad at myself because I didn't say what needed to be said before she died. And that was actually a statement of one of the characters of this ep- of this show. I didn't get to tell her how much I loved her. I'm sorry that my last text message to her was in anger. F you and F myself, basically, was the gist of that. And while it was rather entertaining, for me, it was also so touching. Would I say F you to anyone who I've lost so far? No, I haven't been angry at anyone. I haven't experienced that. But to be able to just kind of shout it out there, like, I am mad. You left. I don't understand this. I can't get my thoughts together. All I know is that I am mad and I am hurting. And as much as I'm hurting because you're gone, I'm hurting because the last thing I said wasn't kind. Or maybe the kiss that I gave you as you walked out the door today was a little weak and mushy, not a lot of love behind it. And that's the last kiss I'll ever have with you. Hmm. I got choked up there for a second. I try to say I love you to my daughter every night before she goes to bed and I, you know, to my husband before he leaves for work every day. But do they feel loved? I'd like to say yes. I may have to ask him. All right, I'm shaking my head. I'm going to take a deep breath. In through my nose. And out through my mouth. And I want to talk to you about the next scene that was just so touching. The mother had an urn. It was a beautiful gilded urn placed on a very special table in the mother's home. And there was this really funny scene about the friend getting some idea. She had seen a, um, oh goodness, a feather or something. Like she got some sign that her friend was trying to contact her from beyond. And I'm not going to give the whole thing away, but the urn presented itself again when all of this 
was discovered, the shenanigans that they were trying to do to get the urn so they could find out if she was trying to communicate to them. The husband had been in a situation where he was talking with a woman and he was so taken in that moment and just felt so close to her that he kissed her and he immediately had to leave. And, you know, they, they parted ways. And then she said, can we please just talk? And she said some beautiful things about his grief for his wife. It's okay to take your time. You don't have to erase your wife because you want to find love again. I thought that was incredibly beautiful. And then she said, you can bring a part of her into your next relationship. And I thought, how in the world is that going to happen? The next scene at the end, this was the the show end. So this was the last episode of the last piece of the show was a little, um, I think it's called a montage where they have little scenes. What he had done was took the ashes to a jeweler and the narrator or the voiceover talked about when you put ashes under pressure, they become a diamond. And so the man, the husband made a bracelet, a necklace, a hairpiece, a brooch, and I, one other thing, out of the ashes. So all the women, the three, the two friends remaining, the mother, the daughter, oh, a tie tack, because the husband had a tie tack, and then a, a dear family friend. They were all wearing the diamonds that were made from the ashes of a woman that they loved so much. And each one of them in this montage just put their hand on the diamond. You know, like, my friend is with me always. It was really beautiful. What I wrote down when I wanted to share this with you, pressure makes ashes into life memories. Oh, man. The diamond is gleaming like probably the love for their friend. It's almost indestructible, like the love. And the memories will continue to be made because she's with them in their life after her passing. Hmm. Powerful, powerful stuff. This is a comedy, or I guess what you call a dramedy, or whatever, rom-com, or whatever these things are called these days. But to have such a touching end to the show really impacted me a lot. So much so that I wanted to tell you about it. It's okay to be angry at yourself, at the person that you've lost, but you can reconcile that. You can acknowledge it. Talk with a trusted friend and tell them, I am angry that my friend left me or that my mom died in the hospital when all she ever wanted was to die at home. Or I'm angry that I didn't make it to the hospital in time to say goodbye. I'm angry that I said harsh words the last time we ever saw each other. Give yourself a chance to grieve that and find forgiveness for the loved one who died and for yourself. And then remember that pressure on ashes turns life into beautiful memories. 
That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for being here. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening today. You can go to my website for more articles, little news pieces, or a transcript of this podcast. The website is whilewe'restillhere.com. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can send me an email too. Thanks again. And until next time, take care.